Welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner was that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season four, we're talking all about inspirational travel stories. Let's get started. Today, we have a first on the Travel Possibilities podcast. I'm interviewing two people at once, a couple, Helen and Tim from Helen and Tim Travel. And it was such an awesome episode. Let me introduce them to you. It's actually just such a unique opportunity to gain insight into the couple travel perspective because they've been married and now they're traveling full-time together and spending all of their time together, which is a transition and we get all about into that in the episode. But here's their intro. Helen and Tim are full-time adventure travelers based in the Pacific Northwest. They left their nine to five jobs in January of 2023 to travel the world. They've traveled and hiked in over 20 countries and love to inspire others to get outdoors. Some of their favorite hiking destinations are Patagonia, Peru, the Canadian Rockies, and the Swiss Alps. They are documenting their travels on their YouTube channel, Helen and Tim Travel, with the goal to see the world one mountain at a time. And just also going to shout out, they have a packing video on YouTube for packing gear for long-term full-time travel and still being able to hike. They've enjoyed using the financial independence retire early strategies, FIRE, you might have heard of it, to help them save money for the past few years in order to make this long-term travel a reality. So it's such a good episode. I know you're going to love it. Here it is. Before we dive in, this season's episodes will come to you uninterrupted and ad-free. I know that you'll be inspired by the stories you hear this season, and if you need help taking the leap yourself... I encourage you to check out the resources listed in the show notes or visit my website, www.travelshifters.com. Whether you are seeking a remote job, a career break, or pursuing a different travel possibility, there are resources and services for every budget, including free. If you have any questions, my DMs are always open at the Travel Shifters. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. Today is very exciting because it is an interview episode, but it's with two people for the first time ever on the podcast. So Helen and Tim, welcome. Thank you for being here. Why don't you tell us about yourselves? Sure. So Tim and I have been traveling full-time for about, I would say a little over four and a half months. We are on a journey of full-time travel. We have like a start date, but not an end date. And uh, so, yeah, a little bit about ourselves. Uh, We've been married for almost nine plus, been together for 10 plus years. We actually met at the University of Texas in Austin, and um, we weren't actually dating at the time, but we reconnected years later uh, when I was living in California over the love of the outdoors. And yeah, a bit more about just me personally. I come from a communications background and kind of found my way into healthcare 
and worked in health communications in health research at a university slash hospital for the last six years before uh, I quit my job. So I have a few different skill sets and a weird career path that I will not go into <laughs> at this moment. I've had so many different jobs, but you know, ranging from working in advertising to you know, with the NBA all the way through, like now I'm in healthcare. So yeah, a, a, a non-traditional road, that's for sure. And my name is Tim and I'm a physical therapist. I've been one for about 10 years now. And a few years ago, I started an online company, which I still run now. It's called PT Time with Tim, where I teach people how to treat and prevent injuries. It's a YouTube channel and a website that kind of go hand in hand. And then together, we started Helen and Tim Travel, um, a YouTube channel about uh, seeing the mountains of the world. So we do have a goal of hiking and doing all these adventurous things outdoors mostly. And we like to share and inspire others to do the same. And um, it's kind of just a hobby for now, of course, like we would love to like maybe make a business and a brand out of it, which we're trying to do right now. But for, for now, we're just really enjoying the process of full-time travel and trying to get used to like being on the road because it is very different from working a 40-hour work week, like you know, and we've heard in your previous podcast episodes with your experience too. Totally. Okay. This is so awesome. And I love intros are like these where I'm like, I want to go on a complete tangent about like <laughs> physical therapy. I'm like, oh, my back hurts and what should I do? But we won't do that. That will be a different episode. This is so cool. So when did you start to have this idea about traveling full time and whose idea was it? Did you decide together? How did it come about? Yeah, I would say um, I was the catalyst to start kind of the planting the seed of full-time travel. So, you know, about seven years ago, I remember I was getting into listening to podcasts and I came across a podcast, which I'm sure you're familiar with, Jason Moore, Zero to Travel. And I just was so shocked that people were living these unconventional lives and that they were getting outside of their comfort zones and essentially trying to figure out what like digital nomadism and like what traveling looks like long term. And I didn't know that people actually did this, like people from all walks of life. And after listening to his, the, all those inspiring stories, I remember going to Tim one day. I, I remember this moment clearly. We were like, I think it was dinner time. I feel like with couples, all like serious conversations or like just life-changing conversations typically happen in two places, in the kitchen, like at dinner or in the bathroom at night before bedtime. (laughs) 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 And I remember saying, Hey, like, would you ever travel full-time or would you ever consider just traveling the world? Like just like packing everything up and leaving. And, and I said, no. And I think, I think I have, I think I could hear like a pin drop. Like yeah. it was just pure silence. And I remember him telling me, people don't do that. Like we don't do that. That's, that's not like, I don't understand. I don't get it. And, yeah. and I think to, to make that story a little shorter now, I think it wasn't until about five years ago that a few years ago, yeah, yeah at least yeah, three to five, somewhere that there. he started to figure out what that all meant. Like he had to go, like I planted that seed and then he kind of took, took it and ran with it. It, Yeah. It took a while, but, and then we also had uh, some friends that actually did it. So we had uh, this other couple that we both knew very well and they ended up going and traveling the world. It started off with one year and then COVID happened. And then that, you know, they made it a a couple more years on the road, like in the U S and, and then I was like, well, wait a minute, 
if I like, I know them and if they can do this, how, how are they doing this? And so that really just kind of got the ball rolling. And cause I was like, well, I'm not going to be a, you know, like, I don't want a dirt bag kind of travel that style anymore, uh, you know, cause I'm too old for that kind of thing. So I was like, uh, you're not too old. He's, <laughs> he's celebrating his 40th birthday this September. So. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that kind of got the ball rolling and we really dug into it. So very cool. And I think this is really important to point out because sometimes you hear people traveling the world or whatever, but you don't go through the process. So like Helen, for you, the seed was planted with the podcast and then you were the seed for Tim. And like, there's always a seed and that sort of needs to grow to get to the point. But it's rare that someone's like, oh no, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow and go travel the world. There's usually a development of sorts. Definitely. Sure. So that highlights that really well. And so from the point of the planting of the seed to you making it a reality, what happened in between? I think what was the most important aspect of that was financial independence. I think we had traditionally just a lot of debt, like credit card debt, student loan debt, like car payments, and we were mortgage and, you know, starting a marriage and um, kind of figuring out like, how to live life. Right. And we didn't feel like at that time we were in a place until we had to figure out how could we not only pay off these debts, but start saving money and kind of build a plan and a strategy. Because, you know, after talking with our friends who were doing the same, they had to like save for about two or three years before they could essentially start this full-time journey. And we kind of took that model for ourselves too, that, we need to like figure out a budget, pay off our debts, save some money, have two and a half years to build that runway. And we are perpetual planners. I mean, as much as not, not, we aren't planners anymore. <laughs> now that we're traveling full time, it's a little harder. I'm sure people can relate out there, but that, that was kind of our strategy of building a financial runway for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, really we started like three years ago, kind of building that in making a plan because like she said, there's so many different variables for us that we had to address before we felt comfortable to take that leap and leave our jobs, you know, our full-time 40 hour week salary jobs. And uh, so one by one, we took care of those things. And, and uh, at the same time, we were kind of educating ourselves with financial independence and investing. We were learning, you know, about high yield savings accounts and investment accounts, retirement accounts. So like all that was going on at the same time. So it was a lot, but it took a few years, but, but we got there. Awesome. And I mean, that's a really valuable lesson overall, whether you're going to travel the world or not at the end of it. But I know this is common. It comes up for a lot of people. They see people on the internet traveling the world. Everyone assumes they're like uh, the people are independently wealthy. Do you mind sharing a few key strategies or things you did in order to get where you are today, to get out of debt, to get to the place you are that you felt comfortable quitting your job. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can take that one. So like you have to start by establishing a budget. Like you have to know what your expenses are each month. If you don't know that you can't do anything else. So you start with a budget, see where your money's going. All right. So then you can start seeing like, okay, where, you know, how much am I spending on food every month and how much am I spending on clothes and all this other stuff that's not really that important. So then you can start to kind of address what are your priorities and then how much extra money do you have that you can either 
put into investment accounts or put into a you know a high yield savings account. So yeah, it all it all starts with a budget. What else? We started paying off. So then we started paying off all the loans. Our goal was to pay off every loan but the mortgage. So we started with my student loans, and we slowly we use like the avalanche and snowball method which is you know, a couple of methods that you can look up that, that are really helpful for paying off debt. Mm-hmm. And so we use that to pay off the student loans and then the car loans. And we refinanced the mortgage. So we got lucky. We hit that at like the lowest point. So we got a really good refinancing on our, our mortgage. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was also um, identifying how much we even wanted to save. Like, um, I don't know if this has been talked about on the podcast, but we followed the concept of financial independence, retire early. And it's a movement that people essentially are maximizing their savings. So at the time, of course, we have two salary jobs and we were saving between 40 to 70% of our income. And, you know, a lot of that was like either paying off debt. And once the debts were paid off, we started transitioning them into um, our retirement accounts for our workplaces. So really looking at like what is offered there for us, we knew that we didn't feel comfortable traveling full-time until we felt like we had a good solid foundation of savings before we left. Cause you know, whether we are on the road for one to two years, we still built another padding to come back to, to have, to have money to live off of for a few months, because we, we don't know how long we're going to be on this journey, but um, that was really important to us. And I would say another thing that we started doing was we we saved over a million um, credit card points to be able to make this also an even bigger possibility for us because we knew that long haul flights were going to be really expensive. And as much as we love to slow travel, fast travel is is something that we really enjoy because we're always like, go, go, go. Let's like do all the hikes and see all the things. <laughs> and um, so having those million credit card points has helped us fly, especially those long haul flights that are seven plus hours around the world. And I think we've utilized at least four to five legs with that in our journey so far. And that has I can't even imagine. I think Tim calculated and we saved over like 20 something thousand or even more so, yeah. on flights. Yeah. And we fly business class a lot of times, which is even crazy to think yeah. that we can even do that for the long haul, for the long yeah. haul. Life. So <laughs> worth it. And, we, we, and finally we, we ended up selling one of the cars before we took off because I, I was like, well, there's no reason to have two cars that we have to worry about and pay insurance on and all that. And that also helped kind of pad the savings. So we, we, we just have one vehicle now. Awesome. So when you were making this transition into paying off debt and then saving, did you notice any substantial differences to your lifestyle? Was it easy or was it hard? Once the debts were paid off, it was really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Felt really good. It didn't feel like we were depriving ourselves, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But we definitely felt like travel was still a priority for us. Even within that three years, we always had a budget for travel still like we were not going to make it through three years of saving if we couldn't go anywhere but we did like i think we sacrificed a lot of more long distance travel we would take like one international trip a year but we would our home base is in portland oregon we're based out of the pacific northwest so there's so much outdoor hiking opportunities there so we really took advantage of that and did a lot more like locally based trips where we drove so we did save money there. And we 
cooked almost every day of the week, except ate out like one, maybe two meals max and had to be under a certain amount of money. So we were definitely feeling the whole, like, we can't splurge on things. And, you know, the natural feelings of, oh, I can't spend money on this and feeling bad for things are going to come and go. But ultimately our goal is once we get to yeah saving they, enough money. That was, I mean, that was the final goal is like going on this trip, getting us to the place where we could leave our jobs. Cause we were both burnt out on that. And we were like, that was definitely motivating for both of us. Very cool. I love that so much. Cause you're like, we had room in the budget for travel. And sometimes you hear the word budget and it, you think like, oh, I can't spend any money on anything, but a budget really is just like allocating funds. So you can still live the lifestyle like within I mean, based on your goal and do things that you want to do during that time period while you're planning for the bigger goal. For sure. And also, I think another important factor is like, you know, getting your support system in place. Like we were starting to tell our friends, like this trip was happening in, in this time frame, And so they knew that we were on a budget and that if we tried to, if they wanted to go do all these fun, expensive things or eating out, we can say, come over for, to our house for a potluck or yeah. let's, you know, let's. Yeah, we did that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how about you come over and we just make dinner instead? I love that. Very cool. Okay. And now back to saving a million points. That sounds like a massive number. How did you go about doing that? Yeah, that was a long process of, of learning to start with because we, we first, you know, heard about credit card hacking or travel hacking. And then we started reading a bunch of blogs and listening to a bunch of podcasts like Frequent Miler or uh, The Points Guy or One Mile at a Time. Those are a few of like the more popular ones, very helpful in learning about it. And so luckily, since there's two of us, they call that kind of two player mode, which is helpful because I can sign up for a credit card, get the sign up bonus then I can refer that credit card most of the time. I can refer the credit card to her. So I'll get a bonus on that referral in points. Mm -hmm. Then she'll get the sign-up bonus on the same card. And so then a few months later, you know, you just kind of go back and forth. So it's like this slow kind of accumulation of points over time. We would save most of the, the new signups for if we had like some kind of major spend coming up because you know, you try to use just your organic monthly spend to meet the signup bonuses. Otherwise, the credit card companies are going to win. They're going to beat you to, at the game, right? So we would just kind of go back and forth slowly, getting those signup bonuses, getting the referral bonuses. There's a couple other strategies like going through shopping portals that you can stack points on. So you can, you know, triple, quadruple stack points as you're just buying your normal things online. Awesome. And what's been your best business class flying experience so far? Qatar, right? Yeah. That'd be pretty. Or, well, EVA. EVA was really good too. Our, our favorite business class flight was EVA from Austria to Taipei. And I mean, the service is just world class. And it's really good. Yeah. the food was how many courses? That was like seven course meal. Yeah. I it was, it was like, like no joke. <laughs> and then at the end, they push a cart of desserts down and you're just like, oh, which one do I want? You know? Like, how many can I have? <laughs> All of them, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the whole points and miles game. So that is awesome. Okay, so you're also way into hiking and you're hiking in all the countries you're going to. So tell us about that. When did you start 
hiking. I mean, you're from the Pacific Northwest. And then what was the decision to like make this an international thing? Yeah, we both started hiking actually separately. So I moved out to the West Coast um, about 12 years ago and really fell in love with the outdoors. I, I grew up in Texas, so I don't, didn't know what a mountain was. I've never <laughs> even seen snow except for like an ice storm, you know, once a year. So when I moved out to California, that's when I really dove into backpacking and hiking. And um, I think I'll let- Yeah, kind of uh, well, I grew up camping. I grew up in Pennsylvania and I grew up camping and hiking as a kid. And then I was in the US Army for a while. So I was, that was obviously a lot of the outdoors with that. So, but then together, once we, we met, we, we, we were hiking immediately, right? That's kind of what we, that drew us together was that we both love the outdoors and that we both love hiking, which led us to going to Patagonia for our honeymoon. I mean, which is starting it off with a bang, right? You know, <laughs> going to this amazing Chile and Argentina during the summer. That, what a great trip. All I thought was, for, uh, I think we were there for about 14 days as, as newlyweds with backpacks and our first international trip together. So all I could think of was what could go wrong? <laughs> it's a good test to the marriage uh, when you start off your adventure on just trying to navigate buses, trains, oh, yeah. like everything else in between. It and takes a lot to get down there. Yeah, yeah it takes <laughs> a lot to get down there. I think it took almost like two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> Wow. And so I guess it worked out because now you're traveling full time together. So it went well. Definitely. It's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Some days better than others, obviously. <laughs> so on your current trip, where have you gone already? What hikes have you done? And what kind of gear do you travel with in order to be able to go on these hikes? Yeah. So we started, we're currently in our fourth con fourth country. I think, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I, we're losing count, which <laughs> I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but we started in Taiwan. So I'm from Taiwan originally, and my parents live there now. So we wanted to spend a couple months there. And a lot of people don't know Taiwan in general is like 65 plus percent like forests and mountains. So there's a lot of outdoor opportunities there. So we definitely did a lot of hiking. We hiked the tallest peak. Um, it's called Yishan or Mount Jade in, in Taiwan. So that was really cool. We did other hikes around there as well in national parks. Um, we also traveled up to Japan because our dream was always to go see Mount Fuji. But unfortunately, it was outside of climbing season. I believe it, they're only open between the months of July and September. Yeah. And so they have a really short period because it is unfortunately a, uh, a private mountain. So it's only open a specific time of year. And then after that, we travel to Indonesia to hike a really big volcano out there mm -hmm. on a um, an island called Lombok, which was super remote. And we really got a full experience of being immersed with the local culture and having a porter that wore flip-flops hiking up the mountain, <laughs> which was completely for me, I'm just so amazed by their efforts. And yeah, and now we're in Italy and we've been in the Dolomites for the last um, week yeah. exploring. Yeah. So in terms of like what you bring with you, do you bring hiking boots? Do you bring like backpacking backpacks or what do you do? Well, and luckily we do have a couple of videos on our packing guides. We actually go through because we are team carry on only, uh, you know, we're so afraid of the airlines losing our bags like during this trip because we have like just critical gear in each of our bags. But, but it took a very long time to kind of finalize what gear to bring, but our hiking boots 
are essential and they take up a lot of space. <laughs> so it's like, they, they really do it. Um, so the hiking boots, we have uh, our 10 essentials, which have like a Garmin inReach GPS two-way communicator device. We have- First aid kit. Oh yeah. With us all the time. I mean, we have to really condense down to a really smaller version of that, but yep. it's very important to still have that when you travel full-time. Oh, a headlamp. We, we always carry the headlamp. We have a water filtration, so like a really lightweight kind of backpacking water filtration system. We also, yeah, I mean, we just carry all the basics of like clothing too. having, you know, multiple base layers. I think we have three different jackets. We have a puff jacket that's down, uh, a mid layer jacket and then a rain jacket. And we're in all different types of environments, all different types of climates, elevations. And so we need to be prepared to have all of those layers because in an instant weather can change on us. And we have been, you know, caught in snow, hail, windstorms, and those things are essential. And, you know, of course, Tim mentioned, we, we also have a 10 essentials video that covers like kind of some of the things that are important for hiking and backpacking, like safety and that kind of thing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that will be linked in the show notes so people can check that out because that sounds extremely helpful. Okay. So I would love for you both to answer this question, but what makes you compatible travel partners for each other? Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I guess I will go first. I would say we both you know, I don't want to answer for both of us, but I think we have different strengths. Like I am a very, like, I love to find and immerse myself in the culture and the people and seeing like the sites and really kind of embracing our surroundings. And I'm also very good at um, figuring out like good places to stay. I, I have a, I really love to find like really cool housing or like for us, and you know, we're starting to learn that being in an apartment versus a hotel works a little better for us. I would say I typically try to be like really relaxed in the travel days and um, allow him to do all the navigation because he's very good at navigating. And I, that's not my forte. We, <laughs> we will get lost if I navigate <laughs> at all. And yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, navigating and logistics basically is kind of my part. And, and I feel like both of us kind of do those separate things better than the other. And they just kind of work together. Yeah. It just works. Yeah. But doesn't mean that we always get along though. No. <laughs> On that note, do you have any advice for traveling long-term with a spouse or a partner? Yeah, I mean, uh, so since we're we're really only four months into it, we're still, it's very much so a learning process for us. And, and just the other morning we sat down and we started kind of drafting out, what, what did we call them? The We call them our, like, <laughs> we have them in front of us because this is still very new to us, but we started to realize like after coming from nine to fives where he left for work and, you know, I worked from home, like we were always 
essentially away from each other during the day, like not spending that much time during the Monday through Fridays. On the weekends, we'll sometimes go off on our own adventures, but now we're together 24 seven. So it's actually, you know, I don't want to sugarcoat it. It has been tough in certain circumstances, like communication wise, or trying to figure out what each other's needs are and, and being able to be open about that and honest with each other, especially since we are always together. And so we started to do these like intention setting sessions at the beginning of the month. And what that means is like, we have like four identified areas of like, these are places that we need to like, really talk about in order for us to not only get along (laughs) when we're traveling full-time together, but also um, kind of keep that peace between us. And so like the first one is like, how can we set boundaries with work? You know, before we left for our full-time travel, we we both started building businesses early on to be able to set up our processes and kind of get the motion in the wheels going for that. So when we started traveling full-time, we weren't scrambling and stressed out about that. And so like our number one, like first intention setting topic is like, how do we set boundaries with work? figuring out what wind down time looks like, you know, in the evening and we're not working till 10, 11 PM, which has happened a lot lately. And how can we maybe balance that with work and play? So, um, you know, quantifying that like, Oh, we want to maybe only work two to three days a week, X amount of hours, and then have actual time to go out and explore. Cause we are on this world adventure. If, if all we're doing is working, what was the point of this whole experience? And then the other topic that we we do in the intention setting for our discussion is we talk about like, what does like moving slower look like? Like, how can we meet that need? Because we're, we're recognizing that we're going too fast and, and it's burning us out already in, in the sense of in the best ways possible, but like, it, like we're not thriving like we used to in, in, in the beginning of our journey. And, and so how can we figure that out? Um, we're also touching on like self care and needs. Like, how do we take care? Like, we can't be together and be essentially, we can't be, we I'm can't to, fulfill each other's like every need, right? Yeah. And so, but we need to take care of ourselves. So what do we need? And so we need to voice that for, you know, for one another. And so for me, like I told them that I was like spending way too much time on my phone and like, especially in the morning waking up, which is a horrible habit. And so I told him, I was like, we need to set, start, start setting an alarm for 30 minutes of phone time. And once that goes off, I can't touch my phone for the rest of the morning. So being like thoughtful and for Tim, I think he, I'm looking at it right now. And like, he wants to go get his teeth clean. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's, that's very adult of you. <laughs> oh, that's probably a good self-care. Need. Say, it's been about six months. I need to, <laughs> I need to find a place. And so things like that, you're like, okay, that's great. Like I wouldn't have known that. And oh yeah, I need that too. And so, and then the last four, uh, the last category we have is like, how do we feel more connected as a couple? I think the stress of moving around new environments and new, even a new bed and like new scenery and people and language can be really stressful on our relationship um, and having to navigate that. So we want to feel more connected as a couple. And so I think in our list here, we we want to start like giving ourselves more energy to each other, not just like we're putting out so much, but we're not like giving it to each other. And so we want to start like maybe rotating like one month, one of us will plan a date that like we have, we know nothing about yeah. and we just show up for a couple hours and, you know, we get to go on this awesome date night and 
like, I feel like in a normal life, people do that. But like, now that we're traveling, we're always seeing new things. So you don't feel like you have to put the effort in, but you still do. And then also um, doing other things like uh, we're going to start doing like a morning check-in, like even if it's a few minutes, like rating, like how we're feeling that morning and then checking in again on, at dinner time. Because I feel like when you're moving so fast, you kind of don't even take a breath and we have so many things that you're dealing with, you know, your, your focus of your significant other sometimes goes on the back burner because you're worried about like, oh, we need to catch the next train or catch that, you know, like the transportation and all this or that. Yeah. That, that reminds me, all of our arguments yeah. have been on travel days. Like, oh, the stress <laughs> is the stress on travel days is so much different than and which, which goes in into our decision to try to travel slower so that you know you're you're able to relax and try to get into some sort of routine for at least like five six seven days before you then have to go and, and move everything again i'm obsessed with this this is like so self-aware and awesome and i really appreciate you sharing i think it's so valuable for anyone traveling with someone else to just have that level of awareness because you're so right Everyone, like, while you're traveling, you have this idea that it should be, like, perfect. You're traveling. It's so cool. You're having the best time ever. But that's not reality. And I am I love it. Thank you for sharing all of that. Absolutely. Cool. So, I mean, what has been the biggest challenge for you guys so far that was completely unanticipated? <laughs> I'm like, ooh, what are some challenges? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's lots of challenges. I think the first challenge actually started... The, the flight out, like our one-way flight out of the country, like we already had a, a potential cancellation of our first flight out of the New York area. Uh, unfortunately, there was an electrical fire at JFK, JF JFK. International Terminal. And we're like, well, this like, is a start. <laughs> yeah, that that was because we were, we were worried that the flight, our flight that was coming in, because the flights out of the terminal got canceled for three to four days. And, and our, so our flight, our incoming flight was like on its way to JFK and then got diverted to Newark. So then we ended up like, oh, I guess we're catching the train to Newark now. And so like we had to switch, you know, switch trains and go to Newark and let, everything worked out in the end. But for a while there, it was like the night before we were going to bed and we had that early morning flight. And I was like, I have no idea what airport we're going to. I don't know. I don't know if our flight is going to turn around and go back to Europe. I have no idea what's going on. They were canceling quite a few flights that like the the couple of days before. So we were just hanging on to, to yeah. our, our seats like, okay, well, we might not even have a flight and everything is going to just go up in flames already. We haven't even left the, the country. So... <laughs> Travel's the craziest lesson and like you can't control things and you just kind of have to figure it out based on whatever happens. And I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. What other uh, unexpected? I would say another challenge is we base a lot of our travels around mountains and awesome. climbing big mountains. And yeah. the weather is always hard to navigate because everything in the Alpine changes so quickly. And we've already had a number of hikes where we didn't one know if we were even going to be able to do or two we had we worked so hard and climbed for 10 plus hours and had couldn't see anything yeah, no view from the summit <laughs> i mean that, that's definitely not like a challenge of life but it's just it's challenging i feel like mentally because like when you work so hard for something you want to have a reward at the top and you yeah. don't 
see anything. So that I would say that's like a just a hiking challenge that we face for sure. To kind of go off that one too, one of the challenges that I've had unexpected for planning purposes is since we love to hike, how do we get to a town that you can preferably hike right out of? So like actually find a trekking town that's really good, that has trails where you can just walk right out of the town because unless you're renting a car in every location, you're not just going to get to the trailhead unless there's a really well-established bus system, like maybe Europe or something that has a nice bus system. But other than that, you better, you better figure out like, okay, what town am I going to go to that, that then I can actually just walk out of, mm-hmm. you know, and, and go hike. And, and so that, that can really be difficult for the planning purposes. It can also be a big challenge on the budget because, you know, a lot of the times we end up having to rent a car to get to these remote places and it just adds on like another 500, $1,000 for a few weeks. Yeah. Cause you have the car, you got fuel, you got toll roads, like. Which we're learning in Italy. There are a ton of toll roads. <laughs> we have no idea about like we've spent over at least a couple hundred dollars in tolls since mm-hmm. we've been here. So yeah. And gas is expensive here. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> wow. totally unexpected. And yeah, you, where you want to hike is never like near the cities you want to spend time in, you know, you always have to go somewhere else. I feel that if someone wanted to travel long-term, but they are feeling afraid to take the leap, they're holding themselves back. They feel stuck. What, what advice do you have? My advice to somebody looking to long-term travel or just to get started in traveling in general is really having some type of support system around you. I felt like, like, I feel like finding people who are going to support you in this process was really important for us. Um, Not only did we start telling those people early on and kind of hold ourselves accountable to having a date, like we're like, okay, two and a half years, what, around what time of the year do we want to leave? Like set that date and start telling people. But we also started to surround ourselves um, or like learn from others that were already doing the same thing. I'm part of an online community called Location Indie. And we uh, essentially, they're you know, a group of like-minded travelers, entrepreneurs, and we talk not only about travel, but about building side hustles and businesses, but how can we support each other to be able to thrive in like what that environment might look like in the future. So like learning from others and like kind of they share those experiences with us early on. And so we kind of knew what we were setting ourselves up for and knew what we were getting ourselves into and knew the realities of what full-time travel could look like. And like you said earlier, it's not all like the reality is it is not all just fun and happiness and rainbows and uniforms. Yeah. (laughs) So we, um, we just wanted to make sure that we had a foundation of support and that people were there for us just as much as we were there for them to, to go through this process with. Yeah. I would, my recommendation would be like, just start making a plan. We were very patient. I mean, it took us three years to develop our plan, to create our financial runway, to get us to the point of you know being comfortable to to take off on this and, and leave our jobs, uh, so like don't feel rushed. It doesn't have to be tomorrow, but start developing a plan that's going to work for you. Start looking, you know, establish a budget. Look at your debt. Like get yourself into a better place financially so that you could feel comfortable to to leave. Start talking with other people, like like Helen said. This is so good. 
both of those pieces of advice. Sure, you could like ask, I don't know, your mom and be like, oh, is this a good idea? But if your mom's never quit her job to travel the world, she's only coming to you from her own perspective. So it's so important to have that community and solid, solid advice. And if people want to learn more about you guys, where can they find you online? Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, our YouTube channel, Helen and Tim Travel. And we, you know, have a lot of great videos on there. And also we have a website, uh, travel.com. We share resources on not only travel hacking, but also like, you know, credit card points and miles. And we Bye. also share financial independence, retire early, our journey on there. Um, we also send out like a newsletter uh, about two or three times a month covering all different topics ranging from hiking, full-time travel, credit card hacking, points and miles. Points and miles. It's, a, you it's know, really good. Yeah. <laughs> we really enjoy putting that out and um, it's been a fun process. Yeah. And I would say. Same like Instagram and, and that stuff, all of Helen and Tim travel. Perfect. And I'm linking it all in the show notes so people can just click easily and Thank you guys so much for being here. It was fantastic. I mean, I personally learned a lot and I really appreciate your time and insight. And to everyone else, I will catch you on the next episode. Well, thanks for having us. Thanks for having Absolutely. us. Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at The Travel Shifters or by visiting my website at travelshifters.com. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it.